This is Ebola Situation Report, a radio production that provides updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. Coming up on Ebola Situation Report today is the latest update from the Bon Ebola Task Force at the Phoebe compound. The county now has 73 new cases, 9 confirmed, 49 suspected, and 15 probable. We also received lab results of 70 specimens, 32 of which were positive, 36 negative, and 2 indeterminate, meaning it got to be redone. At Liberia and the Nutrient Development Service conclude a day-long Ebola prevention training workshop for community residents in Balatwa, Zota District. And a United Nations medical worker from Liberia died in Germany. And Jefferson Massa with Ebola situation report. Welcome back to the program. Our first development is from the Bone County Health Team where on Monday the Ebola task force of the county reported 73 new cases of Ebola for the period of one week. Out of the number, nine were considered confirmed, 49 suspected and 15 parable cases. Fatoma Jusu is the administrator for Bone County Health Team. This is how he started the update. For the current situation of the updates, the county now has 73 new cases, 9 confirmed, 49 suspected, and 15 probable. We also received lab results of 70 specimens, 32 of which were positive, 36 negative, and 2 indeterminate, meaning it got to be redone. Over the period under review, we listed 900, that's the cumulative figures of contacts. We now have 972 contacts. Contacts. Out of the 972 contacts over the period, we now registered 169 contacts that were followed up. Out of that number, I mean, out of that number, 155 completed the 21 days follow-up. Again, we regret to announce that we registered 31 deaths and they were buried, two from the ETU. Current situation. There were several cases referred from Bapolo. As we said, Bapolo now becomes our epic area where we have suspected cases and confirmed cases. So over the period under review, we 
referred seven of those cases from Bapolo, out of which one was positive and six suspected. The Psychosocial Committee cancelled about 79 persons, 52 were females and 27 males. And they did that in six communities, Duta, Sakata, Kalai, PBS Strip, Chief Compound, and Millionaire Quarter. They also reintegrated three kids that were discharged from the ETU, specifically from Nuamu of the former district around the bomb mines area. Follow-up made to Mawa on the people taken to Monrovia. The last time, as we reported, we re or referred in one instance about 20 suspected cases to Monrovia, and Yesterday, the head of the psychosocial team visited Mawa to make follow-up on them. And reports revealed that four of those that were referred died in the ETU in Monrovia. And they tested, the six tested, and sent back. They were not showing any, I mean, they, they were not positive of Ebola, and they were sent back home. And the two were treated and discharged from the ETU in Monrovia. Admissions thus far at the bomb ETU now stand at 83 cumulative uh, figures, admissions. From the day they started the ETU, now we have up to date 83 admissions being made there. And for the four of those admissions were being discharged from the ETU, out of which 10 were initially positive and were treated and cured and being discharged. <coughs> and 34 were not positive cases, rather they were negative and they were discharged. Even amongst the discharged patients, yesterday, literally in the afternoon, they discharged one that came from Zowinta. 27 cumulative deaths now at the ETU, and 16 cases are currently undergoing treatment. Out of those 16 cases, they have 12 confirmed cases and four suspected. Well, by popular demand, people have been asking for at least graphic representation of what's happening in the county. As you can see, just briefly, that week 41 now stands to be the highest. Whilst we think that things are being under control, but as you can see now, week 41 has a lot of cases. When you look at them, you see the suspected, I mean the confirmed cases standing at 9, probable cases at 14, and the suspected at 49. As you can see, it started from week 15 all the way to week 41. But we got to be a little mindful now of especially the last week. So for the deaths, these are some of the things. No ones were now maybe taking care of. But for bonk, these are the deaths thus far. But remember, these deaths include deaths of other causes. And so, but because the communities are aware that all deaths should be reported to the Ministry of Health or the County Health Team, so all deaths now are recorded. But our data committee can disintegrate those deaths and categorize them into the various deaths, whether they are confirmed cases, positive cases, and the rest. So here we say, especially for the ETU, I mean the bone Ebola deaths by case type. As I was just saying, 
can see the suspected cases very high and the positive cases less than 20 and that of and the probable cases less than 20 and the confirmed around 35. So some of the action points that we elaborated on the last time include the first was to provide SOP standard operating procedures for the Ebola lab and that should have been done by CDC. We hope they did. And a meeting with the ETU staff was going to be done by the CHO. As we are looking at the death rate, to test specimen from the dead, we are looking at a request for us instead of doing a cardiac puncture, which the country was accused of before as having extracting the house of death person. We are looking at the possibility of doing a mouth swap and that the diagnostic officer of the county was asked to see the possibility of doing that. But we inform him to see the lab technician, I mean the, the U.S. Army that can train the lab in the county to see how feasible that is. So we're going to be working on that this week to see how possible that we can differentiate the deaths and categorize them whether they were of Ebola or not. He is Fato Manjusu, Administrator of Bone County Health Team, giving the latest update about the Ebola situation in Bone County. As Ebola continues to ravage Liberia, several local, national, international organizations remain committed in contributing towards the fight against the virus. Some are providing different services to include awareness, provision of anti-Ebola materials, and financial contribution to help fight the virus. Two organizations equally involved with the process are Ad Alliance Liberia and the Lutheran Development Service. The two organizations and other partners have been providing trainings for community members and healthcare workers. Both organizations on Tuesday held a training for community residents in Balatua Community, Zota District. Reporter Moses Bailey attended the training and now has this report. The training was held at the Wooden Arrowhead High School campus and attended by schools of citizens of Balatua and surrounding areas. Mr. Vandy Kalon is the Assistant Program Officer and Emergency Focal Person for LDS and Ad Alliance Liberian. In his overview statements of the workshop, he recounted some of the interventions of his organizations to the health sector in Bon Lofar and other counties. Mr. Kalon said our alliance, LDS and partners recently constructed and dedicated an Ebola case management center at Phoebe Hospital and also provided cash for the compensation of health workers at Phoebe and current hospitals for a period of six months. Mr. Kalon also said his organization is also providing food for family members of health workers who died of Ebola and providing training for health workers in regards to the usage of personal protective equipment. This was how Mr. Kalon spoke at the opening of the training. The purpose of this workshop is to call a shot to fight and eradicate the Ebola outbreak in our country. The Lutheran Development Service and the four other organizations, uh, ECO, Church Well Service, Lutheran Church in Liberia, and uh, that of Free Church Aid. 
the five of us come together under the umbrella of ACT Alliance. It was formerly called ACT International, but now it's ACT Alliance, and the head office is based in Geneva. So the outbreak of this uh, deadly disease, we can't sit down and look at it because it's a disaster. And I can always tell people that it's more than the rebel war we are coming from. In those days, when they say, pow, you will turn around, you gather your friends, your children, your, all of your go and hide somewhere. But this time around now, when this may the love for being enter your house, you're not going to think about your child, you're not going to think about your wife, you're not going to think about your husband, no brother in the army. Following the Ebola sensitization and awareness training, two of the participants spoke Lord in other alliance and LDS including partners for the knowledge acquired. Amos and Sewian, resident of Baratua, I want to be very much thankful to our facilitators because they have done pretty well for us. Since this uh, daily disease started, we have not had a broad knowledge on how we can quickly prevent ourselves. But they are coming here today to teach us how to make this simple solution and given up and put up forward. So I want to thank them very much. We hope that you do not forget about us. We should always think about this Baratua community. Thank you. I just want to say a big thank you to our Ebola management team that have come to give awareness of this daily disease, how to go about getting rid of it. What I want to tell us is that what we gather about Ebola is disease that full of trauma. And I want us to copy that, that when somebody has fallen sick, and that person should be looked at as somebody to be exclusively managed in a home. Let me just uh, say something about what happened to me. I got sick. I just returned a few days time. I got sick here with an old problem that I had, but it just happened within the week of the Ebola. At the time it came, in July. I had gone to Banga to attend funeral where people came plenty, and I left from there with a serious also problem. And that led me to so many thinking. I came in the town here. What I was trying to avoid was a whole lot of people coming around me. But actually, I was going out of my, my mind to have people look at it. And people tell me I, I was going crazy. I didn't want people to come around me. Uh, what is happening? But actually, I, I was to my senses at that time. But I didn't want, because this, this bilateral community is just one house. If one person is down with this uh, a deadly disease, we all will get it. So I was trying to avoid it. And those I had already associated myself with, I was thinking about them, the, the nurses, uh, I swear when I had that court and they dealt with me, so it, it brought me a very traumatic uh, situation. I was thinking plenty that if I should die from this day, the hell plenty people would die and I would be blamed. So that led me to so many of I me mean, way of thinking and I was really going out of my, my way. But what I'm trying to say is that that's the best thing. Somebody say, you say, when the person says stay away, you are not neglected because, uh, personally you are neglected. You are neglected because you can't carry the whole family or the whole town. We should consider people who will come up with this kind of thing. So that's a short story I just want to tell you both about my, my, myself. And then uh, I want to thank the, the head of this uh, uh, group that's coming from LDS who have come to tell us how to take care of ourselves. I also want to thank the participants who have come willingly and even those that came and not on the list and they are they hard patients to bear with us and they, they should listen to us. So as we are going home, it's a challenge to us. These people, what they have brought to us should be a challenge and we should not just keep it to ourselves. The, the least we can remember, we go in the bridges as far as the measurement of our solution to try to remember what best we can do and share with people who don't know how to um, uh, carry on these the measurements. 
and advise people to stay away from just single-handedly burying somebody without informing our OIC or our authority that, that will advise us how to go about doing it. I'm Eric Doroba, the Township Commissioner. Participants were presented a maker foam, colorant, bucket and other materials to serve as ambassadors to in return educate other community members about the Ebola virus. Other lines and ideas will on today conduct similar training in Gamon Panta district. This is Moses Billy reporting. Thanks, Moses, for that report. Finally, on Ebola situation report, a United Nations medical worker who was infected with Ebola in Liberia has died. Despite intensive medical procedure, a German hospital said Tuesday. Samalo Max has the story. The St. George Hospital in Lesbic said the 56-year-old man, whose name has now been released, died overnight of the infection. It released no further details and did not answer telephone calls. The man tested positive for Ebola on October 6, prompted Liberia's UN peacekeeping mission to place 41 staff members who had possibly been in contact with him on a close medical observation. He arrived in Lesbic for treatment on October 9, where he was put into a special isolation unit. The man was the third Ebola patient to be flown to Germany for treatment. The first patient is Ningali's man infected with the infected with Ebola while working for the World Health Organization in Sierra Leone was brought to a Hamburg hospital in late August for treatment. The man was released after October 3 after recovering and returned to his home country, the hospital said. Another patient, a Uganda man who worked for an Italian aid group in West Africa, is undergoing treatment in a Frankfurt hospital. This is Siamalo Max reporting for Ebola Situation Report. With that report from Sema, this is how we come to a close on Ebola Situation Report, a radio production intended to provide updates about the Ebola situation in central Liberia. This is Jefferson Master saying, have a pleasant good morning.